Marin and her companions returned to the Melura woods on my urging, seeking to find and save a lost adventure named Yonder. But they have found themselves in a corner of the wood they did not know existed, ancient and magical and primed with defenses. Just as they found themselves fending off a pack of dryad, the earth beneath them split open, and a vicious white worm emerged. Could it be that even I, the Grand Pega of Dungeons and Adventures, did not foresee this? Welcome back to Blood Gold. Diana, when we last left off, the crew of Marin, uh, Akreya, and Sorel, and the wizard Orlance were fighting these dryad, these sort of satyr, bug-like creatures that sort of act like the immune system of this ancient magical realm of the Melura Woods. Akreya had kind of said something to the effect that this was weird, there was maybe some signs that there could be more than just the wyvern out here in the woods. And as we tangled with these dryads, a white worm, a white dragon, burst out of underneath the ground and sent all of these dryads sort of scattering. Now we find ourselves in this field. We have been tangling with these dryads. We're a little bit beat up. Yeah, you could say that. But so are they. So Mm -hmm. are the dryads. But now they've all kind of hit the ground as this worm explodes out of the earth. Its head is serpentine, and it's got these big, thick scales, like very large, uh, flat plate-like scales, like covering its face all down its back. Is that not normal? It is. I would say they're exaggerated. Okay. Um, uh, I watched a lot of reptile keeping over the course of the- Pandemic? Pandemic. And one thing I, like, saw was- uh, New England reptile discovery nerd. Uh, they had a leucistic or a white scaled king cobra, mm. and one of the things about king cobras is that they have really big scales. Yeah, um, which you probably wouldn't notice unless you've seen like a lot of videos of snakes over the course of the pandemic. You can really see how exaggeratedly big cobra scales are compared to other snakes. So it's not like. A, a whole lot of like little bitty scales like armoring it. It's mm-hmm. these big, huge plate like scales, um, almost like pangolin like. Okay. Uh, but this very uh, serpentine head. I'm gonna keep going with cobra, uh, which fits because this is actually helping me understand what I'm what I think I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, and the reason that this very odd occurrence happened was. Things escalated very quickly. Yes. And when we were trying to figure out, you know, kind of what what was going to happen for a twist, 
we drew the Queen of Swords from the Star Spangled Tarot deck, which features a big white snake, which is why we added this white worm. So she is huge, and she's got this very serpentine head, long neck. I think she has uh, two pairs of uh, like catfish-like whiskers that kind mm-hmm. of fall from mm-hmm. either side of her face. Asian dragon, sort of. Yeah, like versus, long dragons. Versus like a English dragon. Yes. Okay. So like a European dragon and then like long Eastern yeah. dragons. Yeah. Uh, the the long have like those long. Yeah. I can't remember what they're, they're called They now. look like whiskers, though. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, it opens up its mouth and you see these huge teeth and it roars and it is half submerged under the mm-hmm. earth and it is the size of like an 18 wheeler okay basically that's coming pr- out of the earth that's like what's coming out of the earth yeah. what we can see like that much or more uh there's like you can tell the entire dragon is probably the size of like an 18 wheeler ah, and about half of it is emerging out of this out of the soil of this clearing okay got it I'm going to ask a really stupid question. Mm-hmm. Cuz 18 wheelers can pull a lot and a lot of varied amounts of things. Mm-hmm. This is really stupid. Are we talking like a normal 18 wheeler with just one of those car those yes. things on the back or yeah. okay. Like one trailer. Tra- that's the word trailer. Okay. Well cuz some of them pull two. Yes. Or like weird size stuff. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure I'm picturing this right. Yeah. Because I'm into semantics sometimes. Listen. (laughs) Not all the time. You know me. I always love semantics. I know. Okay. All right. So this has happened. So this has happened. Am I still in the hole? Were you in a hole? I was. I was fighting. Oh, from one of the holes that the dryads emerged Yeah, but I can't remember if I got out of that hole. I think, yeah, you did. I think I did get out of that hole. Okay. I know Osmer got out of the hole. And then Sorrel was in there with me. If you hadn't. But we're we're like, going to say that you got out yeah. as this thing is emerging. Yeah. And it lets out a roar. And it is a roar of frustration mm-hmm. and anger. And you are standing in this field with a bunch of shocked dryads, two shocked kobolds, and a... Mage. Visibly terrified Orlans. Yeah. So my first reaction is actually to look at the kobolds. Because... If this is a friend, they'll look like Thor in Thor Ragnarok during the fight scene with Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's only a reference because we just recently rewatched that. Um, but if this is not a friend, then I should hopefully be able to read that from their expression, and then we can um, GTFO. Because how the fuck am I going to fight a dragon? So that's a good question, right? Because. Sorel was kind of interested in maybe finding the dragon, mm-hmm. if assuming there was one. When the, when the, we were kind of toying around with maybe there's a dragon here, Sorel thought that it might maybe be a good idea to find them, but Akrea shot that down pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and because they have royal cargo essentially, they're carrying what is effectively the princess, right? And they don't know what other dragons might want to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that, like, we couldn't hide the egg. Not from a dragon. I feel like that's the sort of thing that they would, like, be able to smell or she sense would, or yeah. something. Yeah. All things considered, the kobolds are terrified. Okay. You can see that the kobolds are freaking out. Um, 
Sorel looks directly at you. We didn't make it very far from the woods, right? Because yep. I think I think I took a I think we took a step in, right? Like we had just started oh. walking out of the. I know we're like in the middle of the woods, but I mean like the tree line. That's the, the word. Yeah, I, mean. I see the tree line. Um, we had like kind of just taken like maybe one or two steps in, right? We weren't like in the middle because the the dragon's coming out of the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Am, am I picturing this right? I, I think so. I okay. think you are pretty close. I think y'all came a little bit more yeah. into the clearing, but you're not more than. You know, a couple seconds sprint from like the tree we are, line. We are closer to the tree line than we are to this dragon. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. That's what I wanted. So if Sorrel's looking at me, I like very pointedly look at Sorrel and start walking backwards towards the tree line. Because my thought is this dragon is like disoriented, is frustrated because they were sleeping and then all this noise woke them up. So if we can just get away, if we can maybe like sneak away, then they might not come after us. Mm-hmm. That's the dragons are ladies. Yes. Because the men, yes. the men, the males are whoever. Okay. So she, I think, so I, I, I think that's what I'm, I think that's what I am. That's, that's at least my first instinct. Yeah. So I'm looking at Sorrel. I'm making like pointed contact with Sorrel and I'm kind of like, like cartoonishly, Taking a step back. Yeah. This is something that I've thought about, and I think we've talked about before, um, and we can, you know, figure it out. I don't know what pronouns the dragons use. Biologically, they are all egg layers. Yeah. But- um, I'll just stick with they then. Right? Yeah, that makes more sense. Because I wonder if you were a culture that had- I've thought about, like, what- what kind of well, pronouns would they have? The kobolds, or what, what concept of gender would this culture have? The kobolds, we've referred to them as yeah, she, her. Yeah. I think dragons might use multiple different kinds of pronouns. Like a royal they, maybe. Yeah. I feel like that might make more sense for a for a dragon. Um, Regardless, this, this is dragon is coming up. I think we're going to kind of sneak away, which I think is um, face danger, but with like... Um, it's either shadow or edge, right? Like it's either deception, stealth, or trickery, or it's speed, agility, or precision. Pre- so it would either be precision or stealth, right? So you're trying to sneak away rather than run away. Yes. Okay. That's my first instinct. I don't know how well that will go, but my first instinct is like maybe in this confusion, if we don't draw too much of attention to ourselves and we sort of sneak away, then we'll be able to get away from this without having to fight. Mm-hmm. I actually am going to say this sounds like secure an advantage to me because you oh, are you are that's fair. setting yourself up to escape. Yeah, that's fair. Does that fair. make sense? Yes, that does. That does. That makes sense. So would that be with... Again, I think it is with, with Shadow. With Shadow? Mm-hmm. Okay. My Shadow is not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. I'm going to say take... Is it a D8 or a D10? I just grabbed a D10 instinctively, and now my brain's like, oh, no, you got the wrong one. It's a D10. It's two It's two, uh, I, I know, two D10 you, and a D6. That never happens to you where you do something over and over again, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, why did I just do that? Is that correct? It's the opposite. No, I don't of, think so. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the opposite of deja vu, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> this happens to me all the time while I'm pregnant. I, like, forget this thing that I've done a million times, and I'm like, well, shoot, I just instinctively did a thing, but now I don't know if that's the right thing that I should be doing. It's like active misophonia. Is misophonia when you repeat a word so many times that it stops making sense? But yes, that is... That's what it sounds like. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So side story. I went to go pick up our child from daycare, and I've been typing in this door code for months, Mm -hmm. and I typed it in so wrong. 
every digit was in the wrong order. I put the wrong, like, multiple of digits. Like, it, all of it was wrong. And I was like, no, this is... I was convinced that I was right. And I did it super wrong. And this just keeps happening This to me. just sounds like pregnancy, Brian. That's what it is. <laughs> it, but that's why I said it out loud, mm-hmm. because I needed confirmation. Yes. So I picked up the correct dice. Okay. It's 2d10 and a d6. Nope. Yep. It's not 2d6 and a d10, because that's what I grabbed. Oh my gosh, now am I wrong? No, yeah, it's 2d10 and d6. You're right, I'm wrong. I I need this baby out of me. I have two brains and neither of them work right. Okay. Okay. It's really set in the mood, just like laughing at all of us. Okay. Wait, hold on. Before I look at the results, I'm trying to decide if I want to give you an addition... No, let's just roll it straight with with um with shadow. You sure? Yep. I mean, if we make it something else, it won't make a difference. I would only tie. So I got a middling thing, which is not what it's called. I got a weak hit. Weak hit? Uh, is your your shadows two? My shadows a one. Um, but the most stat, I, the highest. Oh, my iron, but it wouldn't have been iron anyway. So um, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Like I would, the highest I could have gotten for this situation with those stats that we talked about is tie mm-hmm. it, which is still a weak hit. So, so with a weak hit, you you take plus one momentum as you start sneaking out. So make sure you mark that momentum. I will. The dryad are distracted at this point. Mm-hmm. They are all. They have all turned to this white worm, and this and the worm for its part is. Also, it is not. It does not seem to have noticed everyone. Mm-hmm. But you see this from the corners of its mouth. There is, you can see a wavering like this uh, in the air, like when you like on a hot day, mm-hmm. you can kind of like see the. But it's falling. Okay. It's like clearly moving down. And what it actually is is a, is a dense gas. Mm-hmm. And you would recognize this as a, a wyvern hunter. You've faced white dragons, white wyverns before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have an explosive gas breath. Oh, that's fun. And it is uh, it is kind of pouring out the corners of this dragon's mouth so like mechanically i'm just curious so do they pour this gas out and then there's like an ignition Mm -hmm. in their mouth and that's how they get the fire instead of breathing fire yeah that is neat that's cool so it is preparing (laughs) (laughs) it's preparing this gas breath okay i would know that it doesn't just do this all the time that it prepares this gas breath yeah yeah okay i'm really struggling with what it, with how Orleans reacts, and I think Orleans, you know, let's let's draw a card for it. Uh, I drew a tarot card. It's the Ten of Coins. It has a dog in it, and I'm going to interpret that as loyalty. Uh, well, it's a dog looking, I think, with a slight smile on an old man. This looks good. If yes. you make something bad happen, I'll be sad. I'm not gonna. No, <laughs> Orleans sticks with you. Osmer also definitely sticks with you. Oh, Osmer's not dumb. If anyone was going to betray this group, it's Orleans. It's not Osmer. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also worried about Sorrel. Akraya is going to Akraya is going to act with a cool head. I don't even think Akraya left the tree line. Like I feel, I feel like Akraya mm-hmm. was further back than us anyway. So that yeah. makes sense. I think everybody's going to keep a cool head. Sorrel starts to act in some 
I see that. The, she was mm-hmm. going to do something dumb. Mm-hmm. Akraya grabs her, pulls her back. Mm-hmm. And they are slowly making their way towards the tree line as this dragon gets its, like, gets a hold of its surroundings. Right. I will say, uh, can you give me, uh, give me, just give me a quick wits check really quick. This might be a gather information. Well, it depends on what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me a gather information. This is kind of, I'm thinking similarly to lore. Okay. But you're, you are... Not really conducting an investigation, but I want to, like, see how much you remember about dealing with white worms. That's fair. In addition to knowing that they have And how much I can recall in this moment, this Mm -hmm. high-stress moment. Yeah, that makes sense. So, not great. No. No, not great at all. Is that a total miss? Yep. On a miss, your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. Pay the price. I am not going to hit you too hard, but I'm going to say one thing that you know that I think is going to cause, that could potentially cause problems. One thing that you know about white worms is that they usually live in desert regions. It is super weird that it is here. Yeah. And as this kind of misty rain is coming down, it is visibly uncomfortable you can actually see there's like space in between its scales it looks red and inflamed like it's having an allergic reaction to the area yeah she is not in a good way Mm -hmm. so i think she is very angry Mm -hmm. and she opens up her mouth and pours out just a stream of this explosive gas onto a trio of dryads and you hear a loud click and those dryads explode mm-hmm. as you and the others reach the tree line. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? As soon as we get in the tree line, we're booking it. We're running. We're running as fast as we can. We're running, running further into the trees. We're running. Because I imagine the wyvern is going to, right? Like logically, if the dragon has popped its head out, and the wyvern is around, we theorize, because it wants to mate with the dragon. Once the dragon makes itself known, the wyvern's going to be like, oh, fuck, it's fucking time. And then they go over <laughs> to each other, right? Like, I, right? I feel like there's going to be some sort of way to sense that. The wyvern's going to have, so I'm trying to fucking book it. I'm booking it. I don't want to stay there. The wyvern's coming, and there's a dragon. And I still am trying to find a dead person. <laughs> so... All right, give me a... The I I don't start... I think I... Because I'm me, I don't get... I'm the last to reach the tree line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that makes even, sense. Even if I was the closest to the tree line, I would be the last to enter the tree line. Mm-hmm. So once we get... Once all of us are to the tree line, then I, like, you know, I don't feel like it takes words to be, like, run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think... Okay, give me a face danger. Okay. I'm with speed. Yes. So you're going to be rolling plus edge. Uh, you have everybody together. I'm going to say take a minus one for the kobold's little legs. That's fair. Because I didn't throw them on Osmer. Yeah. Okay. I think my edge is a plus. Oh, that's a good roll, though. My edge is a plus one, is a plus two. So if I'm taking minus one, it's plus one. Okay. Oh, no, that's a 10. Shit. But that's a seven. Uh-huh. That makes it a seven. So it is still a middle thing. Um, uh, weak hit. A weak hit. Sorry. 
So I'm delayed, lose advantage, or face a new danger. I have to choose one of these. Oh, that's one of the options. Mm-hmm. I'm tired or I'm hurt. I'm dispirited or afraid, and I sacrifice resources. Do you want me to pick? Yeah, Since that's it's your the whole pick. Group. You rolled. It's your pick. Um, so I'm not going to lie. Losing supplies feels the easiest, but I'm wondering if I should be afraid. I kind of think dispirited or afraid might yeah, make the most sense. I agree. Like, the, it feels like cheating to just be like, well, I lose a barrel. We're fine. Mm-hmm. You, that feels, doesn't feel sporting. I mean, Osmer is booking it. Stuff could yeah. be falling no, off of Osmer. Like, it very easily could be, but, like, it just doesn't, doesn't feel sporting. <laughs> doesn't feel sporting. What I can't find is what, what does stress do to me? I forget. You use, uh, when you face mental shock or despair, you suffer minus spirit equal to your foe's rank. Uh, and then you roll spirit. Where's that? Where's that? that oh, uh, oh, it's a move. My yes. dumb butt thought it was like a check mark and it told me what I was doing. It's a move. It's on the, yeah, it's yes. the suffer yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I, I think I become afraid. Like this is, this was a situation I actively tried to avoid. Mm hmm. And it is not something that I ever wanted to have happen. And I've put all these people in danger because I feel like I put these other kids in danger. And that's just not okay with me. So I think, yeah, I think I am enduring stress, not harm. Stress. Okay. Yeah. I think Sorel is, I'm, I'm going to make Sorel do this as well. Okay. So, uh, so Marin and Sorel are both going to endure stress. Okay. So you, uh, you you're go gonna, first. you're gonna, okay. So we mark off one stress. We lose one stress, mm-hmm. and then we are going to roll spirit. Okay. Uh, or heart, whichever is higher. For Sorel, her spirit is higher. That is a nine against a seven and a three, so that is a strong hit. If your spirit is greater than zero, suffer minus one momentum in exchange for plus one spirit. Okay. So I managed to get that spirit back while losing some momentum. It takes Sorel a minute to move until Akreya, like, grabs her wrist and Mm -hmm. pulls her back. And then she is running through the woods with everyone else. And she is feeling this... She is feeling this tightness in her chest. The last time she saw a dragon... It was the red dragon that invaded their hive and killed everyone Sorel had ever known. Mm-hmm. And so she sees this huge dragon burst out of the ground and is completely overwhelmed. I think actually you can see, if you like look over and see Sorel, she has like gold scales and the luster has kind of gone out of her face Mm -hmm. it is pale almost as she is sprinting her breaths are heavy and heaving as she's like trying to catch her breath as she runs through these woods yeah i did that wrong i did that wrong okay plus my spirit which actually ties so i get a weak hit yep so i press on Okay, so on a weak hit, you're okay, you're stressed out, you're yeah. afraid. So Sorry, you take over. No, There's no, no. no mechanical effect, but tell right. us about, you know, Marin. So that actually actually, that actually um, fits into what I was thinking would happen. So I think you see, because it says press on, not that there's not trauma happening. I think Marin is in the back because no man left behind, right? Mm-hmm. 
And if anybody turned around to see her, I think you would see tears, like pale in the face and tears kind of streaming behind her. She's going to get herself together by the time we're done running, but she is not okay with this entire situation and then this whole big twist that just happened. Mm -hmm. So she's not like heaving or sobbing. She's not keening, but she's, you know, there are just tears that if she had to, for her ego, she could be like, it's the wind, but it's not. And you know, it's not. Mm -hmm. That's where Marin is. So this is another tick in the trauma tracker for her. Uh, As y'all are running, you actually hear a voice in your head. You hear Orlance's voice in mm-hmm. your head. You, you realize they are casting a spell mm-hmm. in order to communicate with you. They say, Marin, I think we should take a moment to regroup. What do you think? How does Orlance's communication work? Like, do I have to push a thought to Orlance or can Orlance just kind of hear my thoughts? Uh, I think you have to push an answer. Okay. Because if Orleans could just hear my thoughts, it would be bees. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just like straight up overwhelmed. I think Orleans is going to be the only one who knows how stressed and fucked up Marin is because it takes Marin a minute. Like Marin is a decider. Marin does things. And the fact that Marin is taking a minute is not a good sign. Yeah. You know? Um, but it takes Marin a minute and Marin goes, I agree. Because that is the easiest solution at this moment. Orlins stops in their tracks, turns and faces a tree. And they hold up their hands and put their hands together and then push them apart. And this tree splits in two, opens up, and there is what looks like a small room. In between this tree. Mm-hmm. So a hidey hole. And they turn and they go, everyone, come on, in, in, in. And uh, this is a very powerful but pretty common spell called Sanctuary mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of like powerful wizards use. It is, it is, this is a very bare room that exists somewhere in the world that Orleans has opened up like a portal to. There is no other entry or exit. They can't change the exit Mm -hmm. but they can as everybody like runs in including osmer yes osmer before marin and this space is barely big enough for osmer Mm -hmm. orleans rushes in after everyone takes their hands and closes them and that tree closes shut and y'all are in a basically effectively a sealed like panic room Mm -hmm. it is Dimly lit with some little glowing stones along the top, like these little tiles that that glow uh, all along the the top corner, and other and uh, you can see there's kind of like uh, like some bug out bag stuff, uh, but you can't really keep a lot in this sort of space. The more stuff that's in the space, the harder it is to open. So there's just so, like some like super bare provisions. Is this specifically Orleans's? Yes. Se- okay. So, like, we won't, we shouldn't expect somebody else to try to use this room. Yeah. Okay. And Orleans closes the door, turns to you, and goes, What do we do? 
Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode 39 of Heart Points, a one-to-one actual play RPG podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your uh, submarine wife, Diana. And this is episode 39. I said that already. How are you, my darling? I am a human submarine, or a human mecha. What do you call me? I call you a, a mecha. I'm a human mecha, and I'm sick of it. But by the time this comes out, I will not be. You're a Gundam. Except not really, because uh, uh, the goblin can't can't pilot you. They're just hundred percent for the ride. A hundred percent, this goblin is piloting me. A hundred percent, this goblin tells me when I go to the bathroom. This goblin tells me when I wake up. This goblin tells me what I'm going to eat when I'm going to eat. This goblin is a hundred percent piloting me. So yeah, you're a mech. Yeah, it's terrible. But again, by the time that this it's not terrible it's a beautiful thing and it's a miracle that i get to do this blah 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 blah. it's terrible by the time this comes out i will just be a feed machine which will be great <laughs> it'll be different it'll be different uh, uh, something new yeah change of pace i keep saying that to the doctors and the nurses and they all laugh at me because what i say is like i'm so sick of getting up in the middle of the night to pee i can't wait to get up in the middle of the night because of a crying baby that i need to feed <laughs> and they're like ha 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 you won't say that in a minute i'm like no i know that i'm aware that after day one i will be sick of that but it'll be different and i'm excited yeah i can only hope that a uh, new goblin is as chill as the first goblin first goblin like so chill was very chill we were we were extremely lucky perfect goblin for new parents who yeah. had no idea what they were doing we can only pray that goblin number two is the same yes and we recognize how fortunate we are parents out there yeah we, re- we do we recognized it then we recognize it now we understand how fortunate we are please don't tell me your horror stories i have heard a lot so yeah this is but we're getting there one of our last episodes that we're going to be recording before the goblin arrives yes uh, possibly the last episode, which also might mean that we might be going on hiatus next episode. Not hi- I, uh, I would really like to get one more episode in so that we can get to a really good pausing point for a small hiatus, but Goblin gonna do what Goblin gonna do. Yeah. And there's not a lot we can do about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if, if things get weird on the, str- on the podcast, uh, feed over the next couple of weeks, we apologize. It's because yeah. we're dealing with a new person on the team and yep. in our family. So things might get a little weird. We have also put the Patreon on hiatus. Yes. So because we don't know, we, we want to take a look at how best to, you know, interact with our patrons and support and, and uh, reward our patrons for supporting us. And it's just not really something that we can do right now. Mm -hmm. So we're putting the Patreon on hiatus. The show Blood Gold is going to go on a short hiatus. uh, And I'm hoping that I can get some episodes in with other stuff. Yeah. But there's there's really no telling. The first goblin threw us for a loop. And we have no idea what's going to happen with the second. Right. Well, and with the first goblin, there were no distractions outside of recording this podcast yeah there are a lot of distractions outside of recording this podcast right now (laughs) um mainly goblin number one so Mm -hmm. so we truly have no idea what's going to happen yeah thank you so much for your patience and for your kindness and we really appreciate you uh coming along for the ride yeah 
Donnie, is there any fun stuff that you want to talk about? I feel like I had something and I can't think of what it was now. I have no fun stuff. If this was a campfire, I would be um, really sad to report I have not watched a K-drama or any drama since February. Mm. And it is at the time of this recording, the end of May. All I'm doing is gestating a child. (laughs) That's it. And it's terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's beautiful and wonderful, and I'm very fortunate to be able to have this experience, but it's it's terrible. (laughs) Woe is me. Woe is me for suffering through the choice that I made myself. Well, uh, this is just uh, another friendly reminder that abortion is a human right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a choice that I made myself and I'm complaining about it, but I fully made this choice and And everyone should be able to make this choice. Correct. And that's it should just be kind a of... choice you make and not something that's forced upon you. Because it's beautiful, but it's also my feet are like seven sizes too big and if I didn't sign up for this, I'd be way more bitter about it. <laughs> uh all right with that <laughs> what a great segue should we yeah should we get back to, <laughs> to the trauma to yeah the trauma let's get back to the trauma since we have switched from ryutama to iron sworn shit has gone off the rails mm-hmm. right Yes. It, it, I feel like we're back in Segaranza where like something was constantly happening and everything was constantly getting worse. Yeah. I love it. It is not what I expected, but I am digging. I didn't expect us to see a dragon maybe ever. Which is part of the reason I'm really digging this experience because we get to decide that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it, we chose dragon, we didn't have to choose a dragon. It didn't have to be a dragon. You didn't have to come up with something off the top of your head all by yourself like we collaboratively decided dragon made the most sense i regret that decision (laughs) but it is a decision that we made together which is really cool it's a fun way to play rpgs because that's not usually how at least rpgs that we've played it's not usually how the rpgs we've played role where like it's a collaborative decision what happens in the plot versus a gm kind of presenting an obstacle and then the rest of the team figures it out do you know what, do I would you know argue what most of our games are the former. I would argue that's how we play them, but I don't know that that's how they're supposed to be uh, played. Fair, fair. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you understand that distinction? Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. Because um, we're collaborative, and also I'm terrible at ideas. That's <laughs> not true. All, all of the best ideas in our Iron Sworn series have been from you. That's not true. You're the creative one. Anyway, so. Be quiet. So this trauma, <laughs> trauma, trauma, trauma person, person who's going through trauma mm-hmm. is there. Um, and has just been asked to make a leadership decision. Well, so Orleans turns to you, asks what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Orleans is not like dumb or cold hearted. Mm-hmm. They recognize that you're having a hard time. Yeah. Can also see Sorrel who's having a hard time. I think Akreya is holding it together pretty well. Yeah. So if you need to, you are the leader, the de facto yes. leader. But if you need to like delegate right. tasks. I feel like though Orleans. Orleans knows me. Orleans doesn't know this version of Marin, mm-hmm. but Orleans knows the core of Marin, right? Yeah. And I think this question is asked to Marin on purpose. It's almost like a slap in the face. Mm. Like, get out of it, right? Like, is it appropriate? Is it probably the most healthy response? No. But it is the response I think maybe that Marin needs. At least in this moment. Exactly. To stay alive, what you need is... Right. Yeah. To keep... 
to keep pressing on. Mm-hmm. Like we have to keep moving. So I think Orlin says that. And would this be the first time I've been in one of Orlin's um, sanctuary rooms? Uh, this is the first time you've been in this sanctuary room. But and in you... general, but generally I've been in sanctuary rooms before. Yes. This one is actually a little bigger than the last time you were oh, in nice. one because uh, back when y'all were young, Orleans did not have the strength to do mm-hmm. like anything this extravagant. Mm-hmm. Bare room with like two duffel bags. So I know that this takes a lot of mental energy from Orleans. Mm. So this is not the sort of place that we can sit and think and be for a long time. Orleans might be strong enough to do it now, but generally, if I want Orleans to have strength for something else later, yeah. it would be smarter to kind of compose ourselves, quick game plan, leave. They're pretty much okay while y'all are in here. It's really opening the door that is the biggest part. Okay. Opening and closing the door is the thing that takes the most energy. So it might even be better to sit here for a little so that Orleans can recoup uh, energy. Yeah, I don't think they're going to recoup energy, but they are not actively spending energy while you're in here. So you that have you okay. can make time to plan. You don't have to feel rushed in your planning. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It stinks in here, by the way. Like it, it reeks in here. You have a wet ox in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. So before Orlin said anything, what I was thinking I would do is I would go tend to Osmer. So I think I am doing that. I think I am tending to Osmer. Just like really quickly, mm-hmm. checking for in- injuries, um, maybe wiping down, giving a carrot because this, you know, used a lot of energy or what, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just caring for and it buys me a little bit of time to think about what I want to say. But Orleans asks this, asks this question. I am over at Osmer checking straps, making sure that Osmer's not bleeding from the straps hitting them or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a quick check on my animal. And that secretly gives Sorel a chance to like catch their breath get themselves together. Acrea contend if they want. And I go, okay, we need to get ourselves together and we need to get as far away from this dragon as possible. Quick question, GM, not GM, mm-hmm. person. When the door opens up, we come out of the same tree. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Okay. Because yeah, then we could end up in any forest anywhere. Yeah. 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 Once, once Orleans has like placed the entrance, that's where the entrance stays until they play, until, until they, they place move it. it. Yeah. Until they move it somewhere else. Okay. And they can't move it from like within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So that is what I say. I say, get yourselves together, prepare to run. We need to get as far away from this dragon as possible. Mm-hmm. I pull out the map after I'm done checking Osmer. I want to make sure, because like, Osmer's got a barrel and a chest attached to them. Yeah. And we've talked about how Osmer's essentially a large deer. They don't have a whole lot of hair to protect them from rubber burn and leather burn. So, like, I I mean, like, obviously, this stuff is padded for gentle walks, but we were sprinting. Mm -hmm. So I am checking Osmer. I am addressing any wounds that need addressed or anything. Plus, their leg was grabbed. Yeah, and you have Osmer's character card, and yes. we didn't mark off any damage to him, right? No. So mm-hmm. he didn't I think... get actively, he didn't get mechanically hurt. He does have some scratches I'm and sure. some wounds. Like, he's bleeding, and I think at first you think the bl- he, the wound is worse than it actually is because his hair is so matted and mm-hmm. wet from the rain that the blood is just kind of, like, pouring over his leg. Mm-hmm. But once you actually, like, get in there and take a look, it's... Pretty superficial. Yeah. And I think that added 
to the panic because mm-hmm. Marin, like I said, Marin was behind, so Osmer was in front. So I'm seeing the blood. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the panic on Sorrel. I've had this horrible thing happen, right? Like I think that all of that added. So taking this moment to collect ourselves and make sure everyone's okay, at least physically, is going to help. So good. I'm glad that Osmer's not. I knew. I knew. Osmer wasn't mechanically hurt, but like they could have gotten a bit a really bad what's that called? Rub? Yeah, burn? yeah. I will say with the one thing I, I, I might do is uh you're gonna need to keep an eye on that unless you want the the those scratches. Mm-hmm. Uh they're bad enough that they're not so bad that they alone are going to cause issue, but if they get infected or something, right. uh, especially like the mud and whatever has been going on. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. So I am taking this moment to try and clean around the wounds as much as I can. I really don't want to spend very long in here. I'm hoping 15 minutes, 20 minutes max. Yeah. Um, but sort of cleaning up. And so once I have sort of treated Osmer to the best of my ability in this moment, while it actively in an emergency... I pull out the map, I try to figure out where we are, try to figure out where we're going, and try to figure out the best route. Mm-hmm. And I think Orleans and I decide on something. I don't think I talk to the kobolds about this at all. Yeah, you see Akrea and Sorel are kind of, they're having their own moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago, Sorel uh, showed you her doll. Mm-hmm. She has a little wooden doll. And... She has it out, and she's kind of just, like, sitting in the corner of this room, like, clutching this doll. Yeah. Well, that's heartbreaking. And Akreya is kneeling over her, has her hand on Sorel's uh, back, and is just kind of talking with Sorel. I actually think in sort of a very, uh, like, animal way is kind of, like, uh, grooming Sorel is kind of, like, going in and, like, cleaning at her her scales and, like, like cleaning her horns from, like, dirt and mud and stuff in, like, this kind of, that's, like, you think maybe this is the way, like, kobolds uh, care for one another. Yeah. Is she's, like, grooming Sorella. Sorel kind of, like, sits with this doll uh, and her sword at her feet. And uh, you and Orleans look over this map and you think you are... F- Fairly close to Lorland's Cavern, mm-hmm. where you suspect Yonder to be. You've been making good progress. This has gone totally belly up. Like yes. th- This is so much weirder than you could have expected. And actually, give me a give me a wits. Um, I, I think this is just a wits roll. I guess te- technically we'll call it we'll call it gather information again. Okay. But I don't think I'm gonna make you pay the price if you mess on something. With wits, that is solidly in the middle. Uh, On a weak hit, the information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. Envision what you discover. And take plus one momentum. I think as you are sitting here, you know, going over the map with Orleans, a thought comes into your head. You are reminded of Wardius, the chemist in Malura. Mm Mm-hmm your mind kind of goes to a whole bunch of different places. First, it goes to, I have to find Yonder. Then it goes to, damn Sadine Ra for sending me out here to find Yonder mm-hmm. and telling me that Yonder needed me. And then it goes to, Wardius really hated Sadine Ra. Why did Wardius hate Sadine Ra again? Oh, because he said Sadine Ra was like, just interested in stories. And then you think, Sadine Ra knew Yonder was here. 
he didn't tell me there was a dragon here. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Sadine Ra tell me there was a dragon here? And you have all these thoughts in, like, a split second. Yeah. And it ends with, why didn't Sadine Ra tell me there was a dragon here? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of all you get is that question creeps into your mind. If I wanted to commune with Sadine Ra again, how much time would that take? If I try to do it the way that I did it when I was in bed. Uh, you had a, when you did it in bed, you had a specific, like, uh, a prayer flag that was, I did. that was destroyed on use. I think in order to communicate with the Pega, you need some sort of shrine, some sort of conduit. Even if it's just a small house shrine, you need something yeah. that, to attract them. But how long would it take if I had that? Assuming that they would actually respond, it could be instantaneous. Okay. It, it, it's not like a long ritual. Okay. It's just kind of like sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they respond very softly. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends. Uh, th- they respond strongest at like big dedicated shrines. But you saw in Wardius's shrine, Sadine Ra kind of like yeah. came to you. Yeah. No, that's good information because Sadine Ra will be hearing from me. Just saying. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Man, fuck Sadine Ra. <laughs> One thing uh, just for me. As Marin, sorry. That statement was made as Marin. I mean, it can be as anyone. For me, I'm going to use Akraya's. Once Akraya has kind of helped Sorrel out a little bit, I want to use my light bearer ritual mm-hmm. to steal the lights from this from this room. What does stealing the lights from this room do? It allows Akraya to create light so she can take the light and she's going to put it into her she's going to like staff yeah she's going to store the light got it uh i'm gonna roll plus wits on a strong hit i set my light track to six on a weak hit i make it plus three yeah i want to i want to have this light oh my god are you absolutely joshing me uh, that's a weak hit. Okay, so that's going to be plus three. I rolled a one for my action die. Um, but you get some, right? My wits are are high enough that I am going to get plus three. So that's gonna that's gonna give us a little bit of light if we need it. Good. Um, it's a glowing light anyway, right? So that sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So she just takes the light from a couple of these of these tiles, and the room grows a little bit dimmer, but you can see it it gets stored in the in the tip of her staff, in the crook of her staff. I think the timing of that is okay because I think Orleans and I have decided on a on a path that we're gonna go to, or that we're gonna try to go to. Mm-hmm. Um and we are going to I think I say, um, all right, we're gonna start heading out. Um as soon as we get out of here, we are Booking it. So follow Orleans. I'll be in the back. Akraya and Sorel are both looking pretty worse for wear. Mm-hmm. And they see you and they recognize that you also look worse for wear. Mm-hmm. I think Sorel kind of just says, there's a dragon here. Right, but we can't stay where we are. Like, this isn't an option. What? Are, why is there a dragon here? That's a question for you, I guess. I don't know. And... Why is this dragon here? Because this dragon doesn't belong here. Akraya nods to that, like, yeah. very specifically. And she goes, Akraya turns to you. And, like, in a way that she doesn't all, she's sometimes a little bit kind of judgmental of your decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, you know, she doesn't always kind of, 
she doesn't always respect your decisions Mm -hmm. but with a i think a look of pure like respect and like you can tell that she genuinely wants to know what your orders are she goes um is this something that we need to work out right now why this dragon is here yes this this dragon its presence no, not in this room, not at this moment, not while we're in active danger. That is something that we can work out once we're somewhere safer. But in this moment, we need our focus is our safety. And trying to figure out why a desert dragon is in the middle of the woods is not a priority. She she nods to everything you say, totally accepts it, turns to Sorrel and kind of like nods and is like, Marin's right. We can figure this out later, right now. We need to do what we came here to do and leave. And you can tell Sorrel doesn't really like that answer, but she... Sorrel's got that adventurer spirit, is trying to be a true, true adventurer, and Marin is over that shit. She's done. (laughs) She was retired with her potatoes. So the plan is follow Orlance. Mm -hmm. They're they're booking it, moving. Mm -hmm. You've kind of made a directional decision about like what direction Mm -hmm. and you're going around the clearing or away from the clearing yeah oh yeah um i don't we don't have a map to like say which way but like orleans and i have decided like we are trying to find the way that we think is going to avoid what we think might be both the wyvern and the dragon's directional decision Mm -hmm. and we are trying to get towards lorland's cavern um all quickly cool before orleans opens the portal i say weapons at the ready and then we go yep everybody draws their weapons orleans opens the portal and they sprint out Mm -hmm. everyone follows uh with it go you're taking up the rear right yes orleans the way we discussed it is that orleans is in front and I am in back, so the kobolds and Osmer are in the middle of us. Cool. Can you give me a delve the depths roll? This is going to be with uh, plus edge because we're doing it with haste. Unless you actually, um, I think haste makes your sense. description sounded to me like y'all were just moving as fast as possible. Yeah. But if you think this might be more stealth, then no, I no, it's haste. Okay, it is haste. All right. Then because, you're gonna... because my logic is. Even if they find us, if we can get to the cavern first, that's cover. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we've got options there. So it is haste. All right, with edge. My edge. I'll remember my stats one day. Okay, plus two. This plus two? Yeah, so it is a middling thing. That's it a is weak th- hit. Yes. I even know, I keep thinking as I'm about to say middling thing. I go, it's not a middling thing. <laughs> and I still, the words out of my mouth are middling thing. So we hit roll on the following table to your stats. So you're going to roll a D100 on the edge table. All right. I got a 75. So mark progress or find an opportunity. I'm marking progress because I'm sick of this. Okay. <laughs> sick of this quest. Mm-hmm. Tired of being in these woods. Dangerous progress is two. I mean, we're at an eight. We could roll. We could make the we could try to find the cavern now if you wanted to. What do you think? You're three members of this party. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still too early. I mean, we are we're having a pretty 
mechanically we're in a pretty good place yeah i would love to find the cavern but there's so much danger in here with the wyvern now there's a dragon the dryads the myconids like not even counting the natural yeah wildlife that we have not really encountered i kind of am wondering if we should if we should try to end it okay and find the cavern yeah let's do it it's reach your destination from the adventures move, right? Yeah. Okay. So we are booking it mm-hmm. through these through these trees. Uh, Orleans is in the lead with Osmer. Uh, or well, do you have Osmer? Or does Orleans have Osmer? I don't think anybody has Osmer. Osmer's kind of moving on his yeah, own. Yeah, Osmer's pretty good at moving on his own. The kobolds are sprinting behind Orleans, and you are taking up the rear. You can hear the rumbling of the dragon Mm -hmm. as you emerge from the uh sanctuary there is the the smell of their explosive breath has kind of reached out through the forest that gas that they produce but there are no more explosions you think that the dragon has probably dealt with the uh with the dryads Mm -hmm. There's no more explosions. Uh, you don't hear a lot of movement except for like some rumbling in that area. Obviously, the dragon is still like moving around, but you can't quite tell what it's doing or where it's gone. Mm-hmm. And we just move as quickly as possible to yeah. try to get out of here and find this cavern. Yep. And we are making one last desperate push mm-hmm. to find the cavern. Mm-hmm. So with eight progress eight out of ten progress we are going to try to locate our objective Mm -hmm. roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress momentum is ignored on this roll Uh, i was looking at the adventure what happened on a weak hit you locate your objective but face an unforeseen hazard or complicated okay that'll be fine on a miss i'll be bummed (laughs) yeah yeah but we have an eight so a total miss is possible but unlikely. Yeah, we would have to roll a nine and a eight, ten. nine, ten on oh, two dice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to roll one die and I roll one, or do you? Ooh, wanna, or yeah, let's do that. Do we that? each can roll one die. Okay. But I don't want to roll okay. these dice because they haven't been going very well. Okay. So you grab a d10, whatever d10 you want. Oh no, my my d10 are terrible. I don't actually. I don't actually. There are no good d10s right. on this table. <laughs> All of the d10s are d10s that I have failed miserably at. Uh, that's your D8. Where's your... I have my, my purple D10 is right here. Or no, this is my percentile die. Do you know where your... Oh, there's your metal purple D10. I can't, I can't roll it. You can. That's always terrible. I'm going to roll this one. All right. Okay. Okay, I'm going to roll this one. That's a five. All right, so we're already a middle thing. At the very least. we're good. And a one! It's a one. Yeah, that is a one. It's a one. Yay. Oh, good. So we got a super success. On a strong hit, you locate your objective and the situation favors you. Woohoo! Uh, choose now. Make another move now, not a progress move, and add plus one or take plus one momentum. We should both take one momentum. This is a huge party. Let's both take one momentum. We found it. Okay. We both did. All right. I don't think that's how we're supposed to play, but that's I don't what care. We do. <laughs> this was very stressful. We, fought, we did not fight a dragon, but we're traumatized. So. We. We find it! Run through the woods until we come to what is very clearly Lorlin's Cavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we 
What does Laurelin's Cavern look like? How do we recognize Laurelin's Cavern? So I have been picturing, I don't know, really know how to describe this. Like it kind of looks like an eye. Like the, the way that the cavern, it's like very... Um, like almond shaped? Yes. Okay. Uh, the opening. And there's like, it's just like jaggedy rocks and... But it's clearly an opening. Like it's a very obvious mm-hmm. cavern opening. Yeah. But it's, I, I've been picturing like an... Like an almond shape. Yeah, so there's like this, sm- the like fairly small almond shaped opening just kind of like in the rock underneath these trees, and we c- we see it and we instantly know that it's what we've been looking for. And Acrea runs forward, and it's still raining, so it's overcast. It's dark. It's very dark in the cavern. And Acrea runs forward. She is clearly small enough to fit in here uh even like it's big i think i think osmer i've been picturing it big enough that osmer could fit it would not be comfortable yeah osmer would have to like kneel in order to get in there but osmer could get in there acraya runs in shines her light from her staff into the cavern and turns back and goes marin he's here he's alive That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Ironsworn was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironswornrpg.com. We also used Trungle's Star Spinner Tarot and Evelyn Moreau's Fabulous Pocket Guild. Thank you, Zach B., our editor and producer. If you don't hear me heavy breathing and like (gasps) into the microphone, that's all him. So thanks. That's what pregnancy does, in case anybody was wondering. We also want to thank In Love With Ghost, for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really means a lot to us, and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Also, thank you so much to our patrons, whose support keeps the show going. Our Patreon is currently on hold as we get used to having a new goblin around the house, but we appreciate the people who've contributed to keeping our show going so much. This episode was sponsored by Devin Preston, the pega known as the Deadly Vale of the Peak. Their shrine is tucked into a twisting ancient tree, and you will often find offered at their altar a pair of soft moccasins with ornate embroidery. Thank you so much for your support, Devin. And thank all of you again for joining us in this adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one. <laughs> <laughs>